Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, incarcerated persons are dying at the highest rate in years at Allegheny County Jail. And spoiler alert, it's not from COVID. I'm with Brittany Haler, a reporter from the Pittsburgh Institute for Nonprofit Journalism. And we're talking about who's dying at the jail and why these tragedies are happening. It's Monday, March 14th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. doing a ton of reporting about the Allegheny County Jail and what's happening there. But what role um, does the jail play in the criminal justice system? Like basically, who goes there and what for? Sure. So the most vulnerable of our county population ends up in the jail. Those with substance use disorder, mental illness, um, those who struggle with homelessness. 75% of the jail population has a mental health or substance use issue. Uh, according to a report from the University of Pittsburgh. On top of that, most of those detained are pre-trial, meaning they haven't been convicted of a crime. And many are on what's called a technical probation violation. So that can mean a lot of different things. It could be something like you didn't pass a drug test while you're on probation, Mm. or you rolled through a stop sign. So that means these people are innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. I imagine that most of them go in thinking that they're, you know, at least going to survive to see their day in court. You know, you I think you typically think of maybe prisons as a place that you kind of go in and maybe don't necessarily come out, especially if you're serving uh, a long or a life sentence. But in a new news story for the Pittsburgh Institute for Nonprofit Journalism, PINJ, you've documented a, a slew of cases where people have died in either the jail's custody or after being sent to the hospital by jail staff. So let's start with the most recent Can you tell us a little bit more about the case of Gerald Thomas? Sure. Thomas was pulled over by undercover police after failing to stop at a stop sign in the Hill District on March 30th of 2021. The police searched his car without a warrant, and then he was charged with illegal gun possession and possession of marijuana because he had a prior case. So you can't own a gun once you've been charged, right? Yeah. Those charges were later withdrawn because the search of his car was deemed illegal Mm -hmm. because they didn't have a warrant. But then at his probation hearing, Mariani said that they should review this evidence and basically he can't get let out. So that's Anthony Mariani. He's a common pleas judge for the county. Yeah. Mariani actually addressed the court and said, I don't want to see you dead in the street on Friday or any other day of the week. I have to put you in a cage, lasso you and corral you, stuff you because you won't quit. Less than a month later, Gerald Thomas collapsed in the Allegheny County Jail at noon. And by 2 p.m., he was dead after being transferred to UPMC Mercy. Wow. His family was notified of the death. They were not notified of the actual medical incident, right? So this is something that happens a lot is families will find out that someone had died, but they weren't necessarily notified that a medical crisis had taken place. How many how many people are incarcerated at um, Allegheny County Jail right now? According to their analytics dashboard, it's around 1,600. Is that the normal amount? So it's that's a little complicated. Um, that has been the average since the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, the jail did release around 1,000 uh, incarcerated people, and they've kept that number pretty 
pretty consistently around 1600 for two years. Yeah. Um, prior to the pandemic, our jail on average housed around 2,500. So right now we actually have a lower population, mm -hmm. but we are seeing an increase in reported deaths. How many deaths have you identified at that jail? Five deaths occurred in 2020. Six deaths took place in 2021 with three deaths just in that September alone. Um, and two men have died so far in 2022. Mm -hmm. But from 2016 to 2019, again, when we had a higher population, we had fewer than three deaths per year. Following seven deaths reported in 2014 and another four in 2015, the county cut ties with then medical provider Corizon and Allegheny Health Network took over as the jail's primary healthcare provider. Again, at that time, the jail population was around 2,500, and those seven deaths are the highest reported in recent years. Right, larger population. How does that compare to other jails that are around the same size? There have been discussions at jail oversight board meetings and on social media comparing the Allegheny County Jail to Rikers Island or to Philly, and it's just impossible to to compare our jail to those jails because the sizes are just so different. Yeah. What is interesting in so Cuyahoga County Jail in Cleveland is actually very similar to our jail in size, in metropolitan area, the types of uh, incarcerated people, why they're in there, et cetera. Very similar. Nine incarcerated persons died there between June 2018 to May 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and at that time, they were housing around 2,400 people. And those nine deaths resulted in the U.S. Marshals Service opening an investigation into that jail. And Kevin Mills, who was the prison director, was actually sentenced to nine months in the very jail he oversaw for a dereliction of duty. Wow. So... Again, we have this jail that has roughly 2,400 people in it with nine deaths. We have a jail right now with roughly 1,600 to 1,700 people in it with eight deaths from October 2020 to October 21. And there's been no investigation by the county, by the jail oversight board. You know, what's the difference? What, is it, what does it take to, to, I guess, hold that person accountable? What does it take to kind of like bring an investigation? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In the two years that I've been trying to obtain information, you know, these deaths, the public goes and they, they ask questions at these jail oversight board meetings. Councilwoman Bethany Hallam has been raising questions for two years. I know that the Allegheny County Police Department, you know, opens an investigation to certain deaths if it's a suicide or, you know, these different um, circumstances, but those investigations are also never made public. I've been denied autopsy reports. It's taken this long just to get a timeline together of the bare bones information for each death. So you're saying that you've been denied autopsy reports. They haven't been made public since 2018. Do you know why that is? So that's a state issue statute. Um, it's not necessarily the jail is doing it, right? Mm -hmm. In 2018, the Pennsylvania General Assembly amended the Coroner's Act for Allegheny County and Philly. And when they amended it, they said that Allegheny and Philadelphia no longer need to file an autopsy report with the county courts, which then makes it not public. So basically, with these men who have died in Allegheny County, 
Had they died in York County, had they died in Dauphin County, had they died in Lancaster County, we would have been able to obtain their autopsy reports. Yeah. Families can request autopsy reports, and I have obtained autopsy reports from families. But if a person doesn't have next of kin, if a person is homeless, right, there is no one to ask for that. Which, which as you said, is a large part of the population. Yeah. And the other roadblock that's happening, too, is... Two things. The families of incarcerated persons who have died, who are executors of their estate, have been denied their medical records from the jail. Does the federal government track these these deaths in jail? Yes. The Death and Custody Act requires local jails uh, and prisons to report deaths. Um, of the five Allegheny County jail deaths in 2020, only two were reported to the Department of Corrections and only three were reported to the federal government. And how does the medical staffing look now at Allegheny County General, or sorry, at Allegheny <laughs> yeah. County Jail? So at the last Jail Oversight Board meeting, the warden, in the warden's report, there were 53 vacancies in medical uh, staffing. That's a lot. Uh, Correction Officers Union President Brian Englert has been quite vocal. Um, he had a press conference outside of the jail saying, that their uh, corrections officer staff is at critically low levels. At the last jail oversight boarding, he said there are, are at least 50 vacancies among corrections officers. And then for the story about Gerald Thomas, he contacted Pinge and said that on the day of Gerald's death, that the jail is understaffed on officers and medical staff. And he said, it's my understanding that you that the jail was understaffed again in critical spots. When you speak with experts on this subject, what do they say the reason is for these deaths and and how they can be avoided? It's so hard to ask why when we don't know what. Right. But you can see that people that are crossing through this threshold of this jail, the majority of them are nonviolent. And the and the majority of them have substance use issue and the majority of them have a mental illness and they're not surviving. Mhm. And that is really the gist of what I've discovered in two years. Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for having me. What's going on in the news? Well, let me tell you. A former Pittsburgh assistant police chief was fired after only six months on the job from his position as the chief in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Well, essentially, we're putting a little too much emphasis on creating a diverse work environment. Officers complained that Larry Scarato, who is gay and mixed race, was hiring and promoting exclusively based on race, gender, and sexual orientation. Apparently, he was deciding between two candidates once and asked somebody, which one is blacker? Oh, Larry, 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 I want to believe your heart was in the right place. Anyways, the former chief plans to file a wrongful termination lawsuit. And Pittsburgh is getting some new affordable housing. Thank God. It's in Hazelwood, East Hills, and East Liberty, thanks to a $2.5 million investment by the Urban Redevelopment Authority. One of the spaces is Gladstone Middle School. And let me tell you, it looked old when I played AU basketball in there like 20 years ago, which is about how long it's been vacant. Developers are turning it into 42 affordably priced apartments. I wonder what affordable costs.
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you like what we do, let people know and follow us on social at CityCastPGH. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Well, let me tell you about this man.